Good morning, y'all. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I guess we're going to act like we got a full audience this morning. I don't care. Welcome back to Wake and Bake with Wake and Bake with B-Mo. Yeah. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, we got some great topics this morning. Nothing. I cannot, huh? Nothing. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. We got some great topics this morning. Good morning, uh, Tanisha B. How you doing this morning? Uh, make sure you say good, good morning, morning to the lady of the house. Don't be rude. How you doing? Good morning. Uh, we got some great topics we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, I, I think I have found the new supervillain for blackness. We're going to start off with that this morning while we get some other things set up. I also want to talk about that white girl that's going to Spelman. I think that's an interesting conversation. Uh, and then also two other things. I want to talk about Small Acts Project by Steve McQueen that we checked out over the weekend. thought it was pretty fantastic. And then lastly, I want to talk about how defund the police and Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter are just wonderful movements. Incredible movements. Yeah. Very bad names. Yeah. Stupid names. Incredibly stupid names. What's up, Troy? Good morning, man. Good morning. Uh, but before before we get to that spicy conversation about how I think Black Lives Matter is played and I think Defunded Police is played as well, <laughs> I want to show you, have y'all seen the new uh, 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 the newest black villain? Check this out. Check out my man's head. This nigga's like Dr. Doom. I see one a six-figure guy. Uh, is what I'm realizing. And ma'am, and that's my point. You ladies all feel like, listen, you ladies all feel like you're the exception to the rule. And then when someone like myself comes along and gives you a, a dose of reality, instead of just accepting it, it's like, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm special. You don't know any men on this level. That are not your father, that aren't related to you. Again, you I think this nigga this is the black. You don't know Dr. where to go Doom. get them. You don't know what they want. But you're still saying, pick me. They don't want mid 30 year old baby mamas. I'm trying to be polite, man, but they don't want those. Can I ask you a question? Did you hear what I said? Yes. Why is that so? Okay, go ahead. Why is it so? Go ahead. Um, my from my point of view, I feel like I, I get what you're saying. They that they, they do have better options, but also those better options are younger girls. Those younger girls don't necessarily are necessarily twenty year olds are not necessarily attracted to forty five year olds. Bullshit! I'm, Bullshit! I'm fifty one, and I and I can't beat them off with a stick. That's another one on you lies. No, younger women are always younger women are attracted to older men. What are you talking about? So, can you see me? Yes, I can. Okay. So, do you feel like a woman like me? Uh huh. What would you rank yourself on a scale from one to ten? You cannot use seven. Would I rate myself? Mm -hmm, just your face. Um, my face when I wake up five, but when I put myself together six. Okay. And how tall are you? Five five. Dress size. I'm sorry? Your dress size. A three. Okay. So that makes you, if you give yourself a five, that's average. Yes. So average looking women tend not to get high earning men. They tend to get average.
my mic. Who is this nigga here? <laughs> oh my God. Who is this motherfucker here? Oh man. <laughs> Sorry, you had to hit a repeat. You had to hit a seven second delay. Who is Kevin Samuels and how is this man getting away with this? Clearly that man has been hurt. <laughs> this man is a misogynist. <laughs> Captain misogynist, if you will. God damn. Oh my God. Appreciate that, Troy. Yeah, we showing clips now, baby. You see, you see the logo at the bottom. You see the logo, okay? This nigga, is, uh, Sean, you said it best. Sean, you said it best when you jumped on. This nigga is a menace. I think menace might be too. I think menace might be too minimalist of what this man is doing. Who is this black man to try to minimalize? Who is this black man to even judge black women? One. Who is this black man to even minimalize the experience of black women? Two. And what? Just, 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 what? This man must be stopped. Who is this gentleman? You know, the thing that actually bothers me the most, what bothers me the most is that here I am every morning talking about how black men, we doing better, we gotta be doing better. We gotta protect black women, all this stuff. There is a man out here who was literally the voice of the toxic misogynic behavior that we talking about. And his name is Kevin Samuels. Uh, Second observation, why do all toxic men wear tight suits? <laughs> why do all toxic men wear these tight suits and these white shirts with these big ass ties and these big ass fucking uh, uh, tie knots? I don't understand. In the age of liberated black women, is this nigga supposed to be like the truth, the soothsayer? <laughs> I am thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly disgusted with this individual. There's a group of men who believe, I don't know what they're, they're called, you know what I'm talking about? Somebody help me out. There's a group of men who believe in this same type of, yeah. in this same type of thinking. It, they, starts with yeah. a, it starts with a word. They have a name. <laughs> I can't remember it what it is. It starts with a word. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're like black incels. Basically. Yeah. But Who are these men? I can't remember what it's called, but they do have a third. Yeah. It's like men against something. Mm-mm. <laughs> mm These niggas need to be stopped immediately. That shit is dangerous. That shit is dangerous. This man really told this mother that she was average. And nigga, what the fuck are you? Right. <laughs> I cannot believe this has been, this has been happening for months. And this man has not been stopped? Oh, no. And his platform is in the room. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not going to fly, champ. That nigga got to go. That nigga got to go. I don't understand. Maybe maybe between today and tomorrow, I have to write up a very crafty response and try to get this nigga about to paint. Because I don't understand. I don't understand how this man can exist. <laughs> And so I looked up and in finding who Kevin Samuels was, I found I saw that I guess his I guess that clip that we showed uh, went viral on World Star. Are niggas still watching World Star? I don't know. Mm -mm -mm -mm. 
Um, I guess so. I mean, shit, it went viral on World Stars. So I guess it went. I guess it's viral. I mean, World Stars to the thing. I found my man Kevin Samuels on World Star. Of course, I went through a YouTube and and and, and Google history search to see who the fuck this man is. Calls himself a a a, 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 a life coach and a image consultant, which to me is a bunch of bullshit. But anyway, um, I have a question. Hit me. This is not your burning question for the roach, but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> you made sure to. Yes, I did. Because you like that. You like that. You no, like I cheat. don't. I'm a... Go ahead. Right. No, I'm just wondering. Why do these women even care what he has to say? Why are they coming to him for advice? You know how uh, one of my one of my great female friends told me this. She said that every every girl needs a real nigga on their team. He's not a real nigga. I know that. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> But sometimes, it feels like sometimes in the black community when people are telling what they call their truth, there's this, oh man, it was a trend like, there's a trend like a year ago when black, when black creators were calling themselves truth tellers. Yeah. And I was like, you don't even know the truth. What the fuck is the truth? The truth is the philosophical concept. Are you talking about you a truth, you a truth teller? Professionally? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Really, it's just niggas being rude as possible trying to tell Trying to tell what they think is a was is an unhealthy truth, but these niggas got limited imaginations. Mm-hmm. We know that. Anyway, truth teller. The reason why the reason why I think some women think he's a real nigga is because he's giving out he's giving out advice that men don't say out loud. Yeah. You know why we don't say it out loud? Because it's not a universal truth. Right. It's not a universal truth that uh, there are that black men. That successful black men don't want a woman with kids. Right. That's not a, that's not that's not even a uh, that's not even a stereotypical truth. Because right. I can name four anecdotal results right now in which niggas had kids of their own and married somebody else who had kids of their own. Right. Right. It was a very Brady Bunch type situation. Mm-hmm. The reason also why this it just, just this gentleman is is perpetrating like a real nigga is because he's giving out this again he's giving out this real raw advice this real talk advice and it's full of shit it's just based on the individual who's probably been hurt who's giving out his limited imagination on what things should be right. why is Kevin Samuels this nigga this villain among villains this Dr. Doom type individual why is he the, the standard bearer for black men why is he the standard bearer for, for high quality men why is he the standard bearer for high valued men in a suit, looking like a goddamn fool, <laughs> talking about appearance. talking his appearance, talking about he's an image consultant. He cleans niggas up, niggas out here looking grimy. I look. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm very much on the way to a seven, eight, nine figure career myself. I'm on the way, goddamn it. Yeah, I said it. I'm on the way. Let me tell you something. Brian Brown will not never wear a suit again. Maybe on my wedding day. Maybe, maybe. And I feel like that's a fight that I'm willing to lose. But. I will never wear a suit again. And when I look at some of these successful non-black people, even some of the successful black people, they're not wearing suits. No. I ain't seen Tyler Perry in the suit since Hollywood Reporter uh, uh, front page, front front cover like a couple months ago. Other than that, that nigga, yeah. that nigga just cooling. Same thing with Hove. I see Hove uh, 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 on the beach. You know, <laughs> you see Hove. <laughs> you <laughs> see Hove. <laughs> 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 
it's because it's because hoes was selling crack outside of Marcy that seeing him cower on the beach or struggle through personal training uh, with his personal trainer somewhere in some off location or him being scared on a jet ski. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> Hoes used to sell crack, baby. What's going on? Grown ass man. You a grown ass man cowering behind Beyonce. <laughs> I love it though. I love it though. But nah, fuck this dude, Kevin Samuels, though. Yeah, no, he gotta go. This nigga need to be stopped. <laughs> what will it take to stop him? Who or what will it take? See, my fear is if I, if, let's, okay. So we remember last time we talked about on the show, not last time, maybe a couple weeks ago, we talked about, we like this blunt. We were talking about how when critiquing black art, because the creation of black art is so delicate when critiquing black art we need to give it a real read like not like if you're gonna read it don't read it for the emotion read it for what it is yeah and what it is what kevin samuel show is it's porn for niggas who like to disrespect black women okay it's porn for misogynist yeah i was gonna say misogynistic porn but i think that's something else yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's something else don't don't google that right <laughs> And so I'm, a, I'm upset. I'm upset because that voice will be the voice of trauma that women use mm. to continue sometimes the, 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 the deserved disrespect of black women, black men. I thought Snow in the Bluff was bad. I thought Snow in the Bluff put us back, black men. Jesus Christ, Kevin Samuels. He's trying to dismantle the Oh, black my God. <laughs> What are you doing, son? I just don't like the I don't like the fact that there's a man out there telling women what they are possible of, what telling black women what they can and can't do, right. what they are possible of doing. Right. You cannot begin to 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 you cannot begin to put in the box the possibilities of black women. Okay. Ooh, Kevin Samuels. God damn, son. My fear is I give him a, I give him a creative read. He'll use that, turn that around, and and, and further uh, 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 promote his his product. Or at the same time, I say that and then I find out there's some black men around me who believe they high value men and think that women should act a certain way. Mm. <laughs> that be the shit I'm scared of. That be the shit I'm scared of. I, I send out an anti toxic note and I got niggas in my DM talking about, oh that nigga Kevin Samuels, that's my uncle. Mm. I, I I love that nigga Kevin Samuels. You hear him talk about this, this, and that. He's right. Lord mercy. Already, I'm, I'm already losing friends. Lord, <laughs> good God, man. They don't tell you that about your thirties. I was gonna say, welcome to adulthood. That's Jesus it. Christ. <laughs> like I lose, a, you lose. Yeah, I'm gonna have one friend you by the end of the week. I have one damn ass friend. What up, Malik? Come on. <laughs> God <laughs> damn. One friend ass nigga over here, single friend ass nigga over here. All right, I'm gonna get back to Kevin Samuel, bitch ass, probably tomorrow. I cannot believe this. Just to show y'all again, let me show you again. Let me just give you a quick second. I honestly want a six figure guy, uh, is what I'm realizing. And ma'am, and that's my point. You ladies all feel like, listen, you ladies worse. all feel like you're the exception to the rule. Ah. <laughs> and then when someone like myself comes along and gives you a, a dose of reality instead of just accepting it it's like yeah but 
I, yeah, I'm not watching I'm this shit special. with y'all again. I can't do it. I can't put you through another moment of this this insidious, insidious ass nigga. Hell no. Hell no. What I would like to show you, though, is did y'all see, what should we go with? Did y'all see, ooh, did y'all see this right here? <laughs> did y'all see this right here? Can you read that, sweetheart? Ooh, Lord. Okay. So we have, a, for the people on the podcast right now, uh, oh, my God. Malik said that nigga's hilarious. That nigga <laughs> is not funny. That nigga is dangerous, Malik. Did y'all see, um, there's this post of this white girl uh, who's gone to Spelman. She's transferred to Spelman. Sweetheart, if you could read that out loud. This is for the niggas on, for the niggas on, uh, for the niggas on, uh, 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 on, on the podcast right now. All right. Transferring to a historically black college or university has been my dream for almost two years now. I could never have genuinely imagined I'd be transferring to the number one HBCU in the country, Spelman College, the home of black girl magic. Mm. Uh, that's a weird one. <laughs> I feel beyond grateful for every facet of my journey and for this immense privilege. During April of 2019, I stood gazing at the ocean next to one of my best friends, the person's at, at the Black Student Union bonfire when he told me I should think about going to an HBCU. From that moment on, I knew God had a plan for me. I want to- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I want to thank my Umoja family. My, my Umoja family. Right, All right, right, I've had enough with you, bitch. Right, I'm done. Right. I didn't see the caption. All I saw was the picture. You saw on the Twitter. picture? Yeah. So, um, right. discussing this idea, I think HBCUs, honestly, I think we're in another age of relevancy when it comes to HBCUs, right? I wrote this, I wrote this down as part of a, 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 a contract that I took up, but I think we're, I think we're in the fifth fourth or fifth age of relevancy as it comes to HBCUs. We had the the golden ages when, you know, especially when you see Charles R. Drew mm-hmm. standing next to all the famous professors at Howard at the time, right? So it was like the it was that time. Then it was the then it was the black power movement, which was the seventies and eighties mm-hmm. after the black power movement. Uh, I'm sorry, the black power movement of the seventies. Then you had the school days movement of the eighties and early nineties. Niggas who plays, you know how that is. You know exactly what that is. Then you had the drumline era. Yeah, I said it. And now, right now, I think what you have is the the black liberation era, which is a lot of schools are coming into a lot of money at the moment. Most of that, I think, has come from the fact that white people see giving to HBCUs as a charity, which is weird. But yeah. at the same time, we're going to take that money. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take that money. I'm going to take that money, uh, former Mrs. Bezos. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that 50 mil from you real fast. Uh-huh. Don't worry about that. Um, here's a fun fact for you, though. Here's a fun fact for you. Here's a really fun fact for you. If you go on to YouTube right now, just go on to YouTube right now, and YouTube HBCUs, and then do a filter for the most popular video. For my, don't look. Everybody who's on here, don't leave, don't look. The seven people on here right now. If you look right now, I want you to guess. I know what it is. I want you to guess what's the most popular videos coming from HBCUs. Band videos? Band videos, that's a great guess. What else? Like homecoming? Or- homecoming videos are other great oh. things. What else? Oh, probates. Probates, what else? Shit. What else? What else? I'm asking. You you named three great things. You named band videos, homecoming performances, uh, probates. probates. What else happens on black colleges that are, that are popping? What happens? Oh. Yeah. You got penance ceremonies, you got yeah. convocations, you got graduations, mm-hmm. you got random oh, yeah, vlogs happening on people's right. things, right? Tours and right? shit, yeah. Swag surfing, Malik says. Mm-hmm. The most popular video pertaining to HBCUs 
is a Vice documentary that got 10 million videos about a white boy's experience at HBCU. Yo. Don't be, oh, hold on, hold on. Don't be disrespected. Don't be disrespected. Well, why because, is it the most popular? Because it's about volume. <laughs> how many... I don't think... Sometimes I don't think we realize how many white people are in America. <laughs> no, because we are only 13%. I don't think we realize how many white people are in America. So, I say that to say, I'll tell y'all, fuck it, I might get in trouble, but I'll tell y'all, I'm doing this research project for the culture and trends team of, of YouTube. And they asked, they asked, like, what are some very popular things happening in the culture? And I told them, I told them, them that same theory I just told y'all about HBCUs, right? We're in the fourth age of relevancy, yada, yada, yada. They come back to me with a report and said, A.B., guess what the most popular videos are? What? The white perspective of HBCUs. What? Wow. <laughs> but that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. Because who is, who is the most selling hip-hop artist of all time? Don't tell me it's Eminem. Yeah. Wow. I think so. Malik, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's Eminem. I think the highest selling hip-hop artist of all time is M. Hove, M, Nelly. Snoop not up there? No. Or even Why? Volume. Why do I bring that up? Over the weekend, HBCU's Spellman was nationally and internationally trending. Why? Because of this white girl. Spellman has been the top HBCU. I don't know. For as long as I went to school, when I, when I looked it up before I went to Howard, Spelman was the number one HBCU. Oh, when I was there, it switched to Howard. Is it? It, it's, it switches between the two. I think when I was leaving, it was probably The lady of the house, you just, you named about eight things that'd be popping on black campuses. None of them included the perspective of white people. Wow. But what is the most popular video on HBCUs on YouTube? Wow. A Vice documentary. A Vice documentary, double white. A white right. company documenting a white person's experience at HBCU. Crazy. Did you have any white classmates while you were at Howard? Oh, yeah. My, uh, I can't, hey, shout out to White Paul. Come <laughs> on. So that's the other part, right? In reading that, and reading that young lady's uh, caption to her Instagram post about being proud to be accepted into the best, I love how she said she was accepted into the best HBCU, right? So it's something, it's obviously something that she was striving for. I personally don't understand white people who want to be immersed in the black experience. I personally don't get it because then I, from my perspective, I just see white people in the black experience. But at the same time, I look at like my classmate, like Paul. I look at, um, uh, I look at like um, uh, this young lady. I look at uh, the white boy Kappa, uh, and I realize that you know some of these some of these white folks. No, she didn't say nothing disrespectful at all. Some of these white folks really ex really appreciate the black experience. Yeah, I just think it sucks that she garners a national conversation about white folks at HBCUs 
but we just named seven things that was pretty dope about this year. Right. This year, probates, none of that shit is, is popular. Why? Volume. That's crazy. That's a crazy thought to think about. Also, Honestly, go ahead. I think it's part of this being, a, I don't want to say taboo, but low-key kind of taboo yeah. situation. And that's why people are interested in it. Because it's taboo? A little bit. That, I don't want to use the word taboo, but, you know, synonym for that. Malik says, we are cool, bro. Our culture is dope as fuck. Wouldn't you want to immerse yourself in it? No. I mean, I just think if I was white, if I was Bryant Brown, the white guy, was Brown with an E, <laughs> um, or Bryant Browner, Brian <laughs> uh, <Brian> Browner, <laughs> if I was that guy, I would be intimidated by black culture. Yeah. Knowing my personal role in in how my race has suppressed black culture to create exactly what black culture is. So I would feel weird then trying to then join black culture. I would feel strange. But we would have to ask, oh, uh, we got to wake up bake with Bimo night. His name is Jack. I would have to ask individuals like Jack. Uh, he's a musician. He's a, he's, a, he's a drummer, plays with black musicians. He's a jazz cat. He's around black people all the time. I would have to ask him his personal experience of why exactly the black aesthetic uh, has it captured you. He still dates white women, so it, you know. Hmm. Interesting. Ain't no way, ain't no, I'd have to ask him that. Ain't no way in hell I could study jazz and not love black women. God damn. Right. I love jazz and I'm going home to straight hair every night. Can't do it. Ah. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh-uh. Straight hair and straight hips and I'm singing these. I'm in the circle of fifths. Nah, champ. I'm taking giant steps. Giant steps. I'm striding with individuals like Thelonious Monk. A nigga named Thelonious Monk, and I gotta come home to a <laughs> Samantha. Don't do it. Samantha from Idaho, whose family doesn't like music at all. Come on. Uh. <laughs> come on. Uh. Um Malik says it could have been like the white dude from Genline could have grown up all around black people. Absolutely. Absolutely. In that case, then, you know, then black culture is basically your culture at that point. I wouldn't claim ownership, but shit, pretty much. What, you going to go out there and be something you're not? That's just disrespectful and authentic. Be more authentic. Something else I want to show y'all. If you had the time and you have uh, uh, the intrigue for uh, high high-level film, <laughs> a real hoity-toity film, I do want y'all to check out. Let me ask you a question before I ask you to check this out. How much do you know about the black-British struggle? Uh, 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 who's the black-British Martin Luther King? Who's the black-British Malcolm X? <clears throat> Serious question. Do you know these individuals? What's the landmark British case to allow blackness to happen? What's the experience of black oppression in Britain specifically? I would, and, uh, and the answer to all of those things, I would assume 
that there is a Martin Luther King that is British, that there is a Martin Luther, a Malcolm X that is British. There is a landmark case. I would assume that the struggle is real because the struggle is connected to, to our hue, et cetera, et cetera. So I often don't think about those things, but they have to, it has to have happened. It has to have happened. Because in my mind, here's how my logic works. If America created Jim Crow, then OG America, Britain, must have created something. Right, it's yeah. got to be. It's got to be something. I just, I, if I know, if I know whiteness, mm-hmm. I just know it's something. So I want, if you are very curious, Steve McQueen, Black Brit, has put out a film series called Small X. It's on, it's on, uh, it's on Prime or your favorite bootleg station. Don't tell them I told you that. But I often think sometimes, past the commerce, past the registered views, individuals need to see content and need to recognize narratives. So if you have a moment, if you are very, if you've ever been interested in the black British experience, who's the black Martha King? Who's the black British Malcolm X? What's the black brown uh, board versus education in Britain? Like, what is all that shit? Go check out Small Axe. Oh, my goodness. It is a great series of films. Uh, If you like courtroom dramas, check out the first one. If you like, oh, my goodness. The second one, what's it called? Love is Rock. Lovers Rock, although it goes slow from time to time, it is a great depiction of like a house party. Yeah, it is a really it great depiction good. of a house party. And then if you're really into like the big names, John Boyega, who is the stormtrooper from uh, from Star Wars, he's in the third one. Oh yeah, it's all Black British people, all Black British people, right? All Black British people. And I also Caribbean. think, huh? Caribbean too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, but I. Th- yeah, I don't know how that works. I think they're Car- Caribbean and Caribbean, but live in Britain. Yeah, yeah, they migrated there. Yeah, yeah. immigrants and immigrants. Um, yeah, uh, it's all black. It's all black British people. No black Americans are in these films. I all I feel like this is also a response to I don't know if you remember when Samuel Jackson made those comments of like he feels disrespected that black British folks are taking. Uh, American black folks spots in Hollywood. And Steve McQueen was, yeah. Steve McQueen was like, you know what? You can feel that way, but we popping. And so he made a whole film festival, five films in total with all black British people. You know that, you know, that's a straight up challenge to uh, Ryan Coogler. Mm -hmm. That's a straight up challenge. I did five, player. You did black. You did Black Panther. I did five films. What you got next? Black Panther 2? Come on, dog. Come on, homie. Come on, I'm going to get an Oscar for this. I mean, Black Panther did get an Oscar. Uh, He's going to get an Oscar for one of these, though. He's yeah. going to get an Oscar for one of these. Um, ooh, we can get five? Oh, you know who's doing five right now? I'm sorry. Denzel is doing five. My apologies. My apologies. Denzel is doing the August Wilson collection. He did Fences first. My Rainey is second. I don't know what's third, fourth, and fifth, though. Oh, I didn't know he was doing that. Uh-huh. He's producing those joints. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Denzel is doing them joints. Excuse me, Steve McQueen. Okay, in case you was trying to pull your dick out, the dick has already been shown. Okay, all right. I mean, if you want to go, if you, I would love to see. I would love to see somehow they go one on one. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see the black Brits go against the the black Americans in a in a film some sort. Ooh, ooh, that'd be great. Like a uh, like an Expendables, but good. 
Ooh, like a school days, but one side is black Brits and one side is black Americans. Oh, oh, <laughs> like a or a Hunger Games. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, that'd be fun as hell. Oh, good morning, Janelle. Good morning. Um, hey, Jossie man. Good morning. Good morning, my man's. Ooh, I would love to see that film. So if you do have the time, go check out Small Axe. Um, you love this? You love this shirt right here from Target, baby. Target should definitely endorse me because I, I buy all their clothes. <laughs> I bought all the Target clothes. Man, God damn. I try, and I try to shop other places. Lady House will tell you I go to other places. But don't nobody do it like Target, man. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. What a solid brand of clothing. What's it called? Good something? Look, read the back of my tag. Oh, don't show your face, though. The people can't see you. Goodfellow? Oh, man. Goodfellow makes, Goodfellow makes a good cut of clothes. Come on, man. Need to put this up. Need to record this so we can send this over for uh, for some sponsorship. Anyway, I got two uh, I got, I got two more things I want to talk about. Oh, I got one more thing I want to talk about. And maybe we'll spark this conversation. Ha. Spark this conversation and finish it up tomorrow. Uh, but let me start with my disclaimers in case niggas try to drag me. KJ, you right. And underwear. Ooh. Y'all know, man. Good fellow. Good for Target makes a solid brand of clothing. Um, as we are a progressive channel, right? I feel like Wake and Bake with BMO is more progressive than the average, which is fine because we are like the Sankofa bird trying to pull, trying to be the connections to solution-based conversation that'll lead people to a more progressive mindset. Uh, black Lives Matter. We know that, right? We know that, right? On a very basic level, which is a very basic statement, Black Lives Matter. At the same time, the response to Black Lives Matter, which is defunding the police, also makes sense. We know these things. We know these things to be true. Why? Because we experience these things, because we as argue for these things. If the police budget is diversified and divested into other parts of the community, I think we'll do far better. If you can call 9111, Sorry, that was two one one ones too many. If you can call nine one one when your crazy uncle tripping and you just need some mental health support, boom, that's way better than the, that's way better than the cops. That that solves situations like oh, what was my man that got killed with the sweet face? I know what you know what I'm talking about with the little fro, sweet kid, sweet kid. I don't know, and they just uh. anyway, Elijah. Elijah, not Elijah Cummings. Was it? No, Elijah Cummings was a senator. No. <laughs> was it Elijah? I forgot my man's name. But we can prevent situations like that. If we can call 911 and instead of getting the police with their armed forces, we can get medical, uh, medical health professionals coming out to deal with situations, that would be way better. Uh, so we know these things. We know that black lives matter. We know that when it, in the traditional narrative of America, it seems like black lives are always cheapened ignored, uh, 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 disenfranchised, stomped out. If we're being straight up, we know these things. But the Elijah McClain, thank you, thank you. We know these things. But I think it's time we have the conversation about how both of these statements are rudimentary, elementary, and cannot be, cannot be the message that we stand on. It's a good phrase. It's a great activism phrase. It's a great energizing phrase. But can these things truly be the things that we create new futures upon? 
I asked that because my my favorite president of all time, Barack Obama, which niggas just want to drag him, but we all know he's the greatest. Name another name another president better than Barack Obama. All right, you got issues. Okay, well you can express them. But my favorite president, Barack Obama, he said that defund the police is a great slogan, but is that really something that's going to get get the work done? I agree, not because he's my favorite. And I got a picture up on the wall right here. Y'all can't see the picture right now, and I'm not going to show you. But I agree because that, that statement is manipulative. Oh. Not on our side. On the side of the opposition. B, you came just, just in time. I'm talking about how stupid defund the police is. Not the action, but just the wording. It's not a good strategic wordplay. I got a burning question for you. Uh oh, hit me with the burning question. What do you think the slogan should be, or what do you think? <clears throat> what do I think it should be? Yeah. Something positive. Like the invest in the community initiative. I don't know, nigga. I'm not no marketing individual. I don't yes, make I don't make slogans for a living. What? All right. I don't know. You do. I don't know. I also think on the note of on the note of on the note of Black Lives Matter. Although I definitely agree with the sentiment that we are 100 percent of Black Lives Matter progressive household at the same time I think isn't Black Lives Matter elementary isn't that just an introduction we say here all the time that black mid matters meaning that niggas should not only their lives shouldn't just matter but our mistakes shouldn't be counted double triple quadruple towards us right, right? <clears throat> you got the right to be wrong right right Right? There should be room for you to fuck up. You do not have to be perfect to be successful. Right. You don't have to be perfect to be respected. Right. Is that really encapsulated in a statement like Black Lives Matter? Hmm. Matter? <laughs> We're at matter? <laughs> not to say our place in the creation of America. Not to say our our place in the creation of global culture, not to say our, 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 our spirit of resilience and, and constant strife towards liberation for all, not to say any of those things, not to say even the power of black women individually, not to say those things, but to matter? Your mic. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> why do we have to why do we have to remind you that what? That we deserve respect and like it acknowledgement. Should... That's what matter that's what matter is. Like Brandon asked, and this is a great question, Brandon. You ask, isn't this where we're at though, unfortunately? Which is why is our responsibility as the progressives to not be where we're at, but to be where we're going. Hello. So what's next? What's after matter? I feel like that's my same issue with defund the police. Okay, defund the police to me is incomplete because y'all okay need the cops. We need better policing. 
and definitely fuck the police at all. Fuck 12 all, at all. What does 12 mean? Yo, somebody, real quick. I know it's some smarter, cooler niggas that's awake and bake with Bebo Nice this morning. What is what is the what is the literal definition of 12? What does 12 mean? Anyway, I think it's definitely fuck 12, but you know, they have a place in our society, right? Um I don't know. You asked me the burning question of the roaster today is what is a better statement to defund the police? What is a better statement than Black Lives Matter? To me, I guess I guess I'd put that back on I put that back on you. The people. What's after matters? What's after our lives? Because while our lives are important, I feel like that's too fundamental, too elementary to build a true ideology on. Where does the Harlem Renaissance fit in Black Lives Matter? You ask me what the slogan would be, I have, I have no idea. I'd have to consult the writers. I'd have to consult the people. I got the dry lip this morning. And I'm being healed by more than shea butter by Nami Organica. Make sure y'all go over to Nami Organica on Instagram. Check those products out. You got, you got no sales? The sale's over? Uh, Brandon said, I think it should be rebuild police. Our current policing uh, stems from runaway slave catchers, right? Absolutely. Man, look. Yeah. Man, look. How do you... How do you start that game over? Goodness gracious! Y'all see my new my, y'all see my new lock friend? He's trying to grow. He's sticking up though. You see, I got I'm a little unicorn. I just attacked you. <laughs> I just attacked the lady out. So I'm not gonna call the police. See, I'm playing. <laughs> what do you think? What do you what, what are some what are some what are some slogans or do we need a slogan? At this point, do we need slogans, my nigga? Do we need stuff that we can put on 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 top? Do we need slogans? Do we need new slogans for defund the police and new slogans for Black Lives Matter? <clears throat> I feel like sometimes we just get caught up in the slogan and there's no real action behind it. So, low key. That reminds me of the Kevin Hart conversation. They got so caught up in being called dick riders that they didn't hear the conversation about mm -hmm. the accountability that Kevin Hart is missing. Same right. thing. Right. Get so caught up in trying to defend mm -hmm. and and accept the name. Mm -hmm. But at the same time of the famous Shakespeare quote uh, well, what is the rose is called by another name or some other shit like that. That's not the quote. <laughs> what do you call a rose? If you what would you call a rose if it was same, named something else? Would it still be a rose or some shit like that? No. If a rose called a daffodil, it'd be a daffodil. Yeah. And we'd either be in love with roses, which are now daffodils, or daffodils, which are now roses. Words matter. So do I think? Well, maybe we do need a, a new a new. Slogan, a new approach per se. Mm. Natalie says, You can't reform this, we have to transition from it. 
hence defund the police. So then, okay, okay, if that's a statement, then go all the way with it. Demolishing them then. Start anew. But they still gonna be the cops though. Right? Like the old the old philosophical uh 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 um, it's an old philosophical question about a about a boat. There's an old wooden boat and they replace the boat board by board, and by the time they end up replacing every board of the boat, is that a new boat or is that the same boat? It's a boat called Saturn, and every every board on the boat is replaced. Is that still Saturn the boat? I don't know. I mean, that's what I feel about like uh, that's what I feel about like uh, defunding the police. Like, if we if we were to completely demolish the police, right, and then build another institution that served the same um, facilities as the police. Is that not still the police? It is still the police, but it would have to be a reform of everything. Like new boards. Right. Well, but same police. No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I guess the real question in that in that in that parable I just thought about was is it the same captain on the boat? If we replaced each slack on the boat, no. If there's a new captain, is that a, is that a different boat? We have to replace the captains and the right. <laughs> that's the whole point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So we reconstruct the police. Is that what we're saying? Reconstruct the police. I mean, aren't there some cities that are self-policing? Wasn't I don't know if they still are, but was it Portland? You let me ask you something. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a real question right now. Do you trust the people in this building to police you? (laughs) To serve and protect you? Honest question. Maybe. Yeah, if I needed assistance. I always, like, okay. I think about, like, what about, like, a mystery? (laughs) Can can regular people figure out, like, a mystery? Can we, like, (laughs) like, take any police mystery detective (laughs) show that you've seen and replace that with your neighbor? Do you really think your neighbor could solve a mystery? Do you think your neighbor could solve a whodunit? Yeah, because... These detectives were once regular people. Maybe your neighbor just has really good critical <laughs> thinking skills or he's good at like clues or fine details or some shit. <laughs> he just reads a lot. Like, I don't know. You're so, so you, <laughs> you said the best part of your statement was maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe your neighbor. Could figure out some <laughs> mysteries and shit because you know he reads a lot and has good critical thinking skills. <laughs> so damn the forensics, he not dusted for fingerprints. Well, he just in the room, right? It's a group of y'all. It's a group of y'all. 
<laughs> so then your other neighbor is the forensics dude. Yeah. Just so happens right. to be he likes to dust shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's very clean. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. We put our skills together. Yeah. So we only got one, two. We got three neighbors, and our third neighbor. So you got you got one neighbor that's a detective. You got one neighbor that likes to dust some shit. What's the other? What's how else is your third neighbor gonna serve and protect you? Well, the firefighter. Yeah, one's one's the muscle, you know. (laughs) Get out the hallway, nigga. (laughs) 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we have just uh, we have just deconstructed the police, right? We could do community policing now, as long as these three these three things are, are possible. You can community police if one of your neighbors is a critical thinker who likes to read a lot and shit because he can figure things out. Yeah, if one, details. yep. If one of your neighbors likes to dust shit, therefore is a forensics expert somehow, and a third neighbor of yours is a muscle. As long as as long as you live in the, and then I guess of the four people, we just the niggas that need protected. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, well, it could work. We got, we got some skills. You got some skills? What can we do? We can make some shit. We can, <laughs> we can make, we gonna make the t-shirts. We're going to make the t-shirts and print the signs. <laughs> do some, not like, enter. Some traps. Make some traps. <laughs> In the community policing, what is our role? I mean, I got you know what I'm saying. I got we the definitely. thing in the I got the thing in the closet. You know what I'm saying. I All got right. the I got the in the closet. You feel All me? Right. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I got the hammer. Okay. <laughs> I got a hammer. Right. Uh, We can set some traps. Yeah, what would be y'all role? What would be your role in community policing? What would be your role in the community police? Are you the muscle? Are you the nigga that likes to figure out? Are you the nigga who reads a lot and figures shit out? Are you the duster? duster. What's your role in community policing? Nadia! Nadia says, I think defund the police works because the idea is to take funding from them to fund other things and services that reduce the need for police. Hmm. That's a fair point. Other than mental health services, where are all those things? Yeah, I'm a, I'm pushing, I'm pressing it this morning. What would be their needs? Yeah, what are the other things? Um, some type of like after school programs. Oh, yeah, like some hell yeah, or some some shelters or something, you know, for shelters. Yeah. So we got mental health services, homeless services, mm-hmm. after school programs. I think yeah. after school programs are just, I really, you know, Nadia, you know how I feel. I think after school programs are just the, the end all be all of all things, to be honest with you. I think you, you can solve a whole nation with a good, with, a, with some good after school programs. I really do think that. <laughs> I truly think that. <laughs> and the right ones too. The right after school programs that empower the youth to make their own choices to create their own futures. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that rhetoric, that rhetoric is still there. <laughs> the rhetoric is still there. The other needs people have: education, health services, mental health services. The list is long. I want the list though. What 
else? Maybe we can bring that up tomorrow. What else? A lot of people don't hear the explanation when they hear the phrase defund the police, though. That's the issue. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's why, I mean, I think the lady of the house is right. We need to cut, there needs to be a new slogan. And empower the community, it just don't cut. You know what I mean? It's, it's good, but it don't slice. And I think that's the, that's the power of the defund the police slogan is that it does, it, it, uh, uh, it forces individuals to make a choice about their opinion on the police. Defund or no. Yeah. So I hit Natalie's point where it's like there is no, there is no, there is no sliding scale. It's off or on. What's up, Victoria? There is no, there is no sliding scale when it comes to defunding the police. So I see that. So in trying to craft this new message on defunding the police that can both open ears, I feel like it needs to be something that's spicy enough to cut through the noise of all the content that we hear from day to day that is applicable to replace the energy of defunding the police, the offer on. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's putting in a lot of narrative, narrow, narrow situations, which then leads me back to, I feel like we've been having the same thought. It's just been going in circles, but it leads me back to, can we get past the slogan? Or is the slogan so alienating? Is the slogan so divisive that it's going to just halt any action past the, the slogan forever? Right. Still says, I feel like we need to be focused more on an effective agenda more than an effective slogan. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Right. But we still need a slogan, though. Right? Because words matter. Wrong? I don't know. Do something about the police. Boom. Got it. And in that same vein, I think we should replace uh, replace Black Lives Matter with something a little more progressive. With that being said, wait. Did anybody answer what twelve means? Yeah, what does twelve mean? Nobody answered that. We got some more comments though. Um, Brittany says demographics that look at the police as their privilege enforcement don't understand the concept of defund the police. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Um, Malik says some people can't see past the slogan. Very true. Right. Very true. Very true. We need. I guess. I guess this is a good time for a solution baked morning show like ours. All right. We're gonna put our brains together. We're gonna find. We're gonna find a solution, or a solution. Maybe not the solution. But we're gonna find a solution to defund the police. And while we're on that, we also gonna work on Black Lives Matter too. Yeah, I said it. I said it again. Make sure y'all go check out Nami Organica. We appreciate y'all checking out Wake and Bake with BMO every every morning, Tuesday through Thursday, right here on Instagram. Live, tell a friend to tell a friend. We are putting the episodes up on the podcast network. <clears throat> I'm going to put out like some type of social media challenge or some shit like that. I'm giving away a gold chain for the nigga who finds a secret message in a podcast. What? <laughs> That's right. I'm giving away a gold ish chain <laughs> for the first nigga who find a hidden message in the podcast. That's right. A gold chain. <laughs> this shit gonna be 24 
carrots, <laughs> gold, okay? 24 carats of something on, on some type of something spray painted on gold, okay? We're doing a podcast challenge. No, we're not doing that yet, though. But I appreciate y'all checking out. Check out the podcast. I mean, if you watch every morning, I guess you really don't have to check out the podcast. I mean, what did you miss? We just, you see me recording it. You want to listen to it again? Maybe that's a flaw in the in the, in the plan. Ooh. We got to figure, oh, we just got to mark it outside of the actual podcast. Anyway, uh, got some dope shit I hope I want to announce uh, later on today. Got some dope shit. We might be having a live wake and bake with B Mo. Live. We're waiting big with B Mo in person. Face shields. Corona safe. You gotta bring your own blunt. There's gonna be one provided for you at the door. Oh. Maybe on Saturday. Anyway, I'll see y'all. Make sure y'all join us tomorrow, 8 ish in the morning. Tell a friend to tell a friend, dropping some reels. Make sure you uh, share them reels on the story. Share them reels in your DMs. Share a reel with your mama. Send a voice memo to your favorite friend and tell them, wake me, we be more. Yeah.